I feel yeah. like that's something that I should remember, but so much shit happens within the movie. By the time I'm halfway through this shit, I forgot that he was even a twin or a brother of any type. You know what I mean? So you may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. And here we go. Take ass. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? It is a great day to be with y'all we have a fantastic episode for everyone Mm -hmm. um we're gonna dabble in a little uh dc news we're gonna dabble in a little uh you know golden globes hate and then we're gonna top that off with a glaze (laughs) of avatar the original so i'm very excited about the cake we're making or i don't know what we're Um, making we're making something but, uh, I don't like the fact that you just said glaze, but well, that's you know, fine. Uh, it is what it is. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. That's what it's we what tell they say. That's what we, that's so, what they say. But, in, but in order to do this right, and in order to do this well, uh, we need to make sure everyone is thoroughly welcomed into this space. So I am going to kick it on down and over to Marcus Avatar Warned Us Destin. Mm-hmm. Marcus, how you feeling? Feeling good. It's been a uh, it was a pretty restful weekend. Um, it was my birthday weekend, so Woo! just kind of happy, happy birthday. Thanks, thank you. Um, no, it was, it was the, probably the most chillest birthday the that I've you know ever had, and it's not even in a bad way. Usually, you'd be like, man, I feel like I need to do something, but I went out for a little bit, enjoyed myself, had a couple friends that came by, ended up playing like Mad Lids and Yacht and Yahtzee at, in the in the bar. And I thought that that was just fire. So, you know, it was pretty good. It was a good weekend. You, well, I, Marcus, I'm going to say that you you are starting to ascend uh-huh. to like the older age of like, I don't want to deal with all this BS. Yeah, I yeah. just want to have a good time with the yeah. people that are around me. And it's it's good. I. I remember my first birthday like that when it wasn't like a big to do. And I was like, this was far more enjoyable than yelling oh, at people at God. a bar. This was, this was great. I hit this weird moment when I was in the bar on the night of my birthday. And I was I was at the bar because, you know, we we left the original place we were at, went to the bar, hopping to one of my favorite bars. Yeah. And then more students and people started walking in and it just oh. got younger and younger. <laughs> and at a point, I was just like, yeah, this is my last drink. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> It's time for yeah. you to go. So um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely it's definitely a great. Usually the ones that end in zero, um, mm. you start to be the big blowout ones. That's where you do something fancy, yeah. but one through nine, yeah, you kind of just take it easy. Yeah, it's kind of I did think way. I was um I did think that I was turning twenty-seven this entire year until <laughs> I was miss I was informed by my mother because the but the my friends, the basement boys have Z and Aaron bought me a cake last year that said 26. And I live in a town where you don't really tell people how old you are. They either ask you, do you work for the university or are you oh, a student? Or, you know what I mean? like are you a not student really a or do you work there? Exactly. Yep. And so for the longest time, I was like, oh, I'm, I turned 26 this year. Like I even have a picture on my Instagram. The cake says 26. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm turning 27 this year. And in fact, I, I am not. 
I'm uh, still so. flabbergasted that I will be 36 in March. Like, and people are like, do you feel old? I'm like, really? No, like I don't, yeah. I don't really feel old. I still feel, I don't know what it is. I feel perpetually 28. I don't know what it is. I think when I hit 40 is what it'll really set in, but I don't feel super old yet. But yeah, yeah there's a no, Taylor yeah. Swift song lyric in there somewhere. I know you're not a big fan of hers, but if we have any Swifties listening, oh. it, it reminds me of like, I'm feeling 22. Anyway, yeah, yeah. 30s are the new 20s, Doug. I, that's what I, I mean, that's what people that. tell me. That's what people tell me. The closer but, I get to it. Yeah, but we also need to make sure that we kick it on down to a one rogue one himself, Brian Roush. Right. Brian Roush, how you feeling? Hello. Uh, I'm going to come back to my rogue one title during our avatar discussion. So for those of you that are like, why do he title himself rogue one on the live stream? Don't mm -hmm. worry. There's a great reason. Yeah, anyway, right. that's the that's the but... that's the tease. Stick around. Uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling good. We this is the weekend. I was talking to Marcus about this before the show started. This is yeah. this was our weekend to prep before we did all the big family holiday stuff over the next like right. two to three weeks. We have my wife's family coming next Saturday. My family's coming uh, basically a week after that. And then like that isn't even doing all the stuff with friends and neighbors. So yeah. we got some stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, so basically just we just vegged out man. this this weekend. It was Love it was it. great. Uh, I got to play some Midnight Suns. <laughs> I played some Marvel Snap. Played more God of War. Um, if you're playing Marvel Snap, the new the new event started, um, and I'm getting getting the hang of it. Silver Surfer's there, and I'm still trying to figure out that that card. But for people playing Marvel Snap, exciting new season for them. I know not everybody's obsessed with this silly little mobile card game as I am, but. You Man. like what you like, Brian. I'm, it's I'm, I'm very not, true. Listen, I don't feel like people should ever downplay the shit that they are enjoying <laughs> because it's like to me, there's shit that I like that nobody else like, and that is perfectly fine with me. Like, I mean, if it's just gonna be a me thing, I, I prefer it. That's okay. Yep. Yep. 100%. I think for me is like I'm shocked I liked it so much for like a game that's on my phone. That's yes. the part that I keep coming back mm -hmm. to of like, yes. no, like I actually enjoy and it's because it's a full game. It's none of this BS of like, hey, if you want to get a new card, you can trade in your five glippy dupes for 10 schmeepy dops or pay five dollars. Yep. Right. Right. None of that. It's <laughs> none of that. It's just it's a full it's a full game. And that's right. And that's it. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's kind of what keeps me coming back. And um, yeah, all of that nonsense. So that's that's me, Doug. How are you? Um, I'm recovered. Um, so for those that <laughs> don't oh. know, I was zoning out as I was saying that. Um, for those that don't know, my wife went on uh, she had a work trip. So she went I almost said vacation. It was not. Um, she went to San Francisco for a conference for work. So she was in California starting on Wednesday and she got back basically like at 11 p.m. midnight on Saturday. And so, um, Saturday night. So she, um, so I was single dad in it. So we, uh, spent some time with the kids in between. Then I dealt with a kid who was out sick, a snowstorm oh, no. and just all sorts of other stuff. So it was just, oh. it was a lot of things happening. And when I say sick, I, I feel <laughs> like a dad, you know, when, when mom's not there, there's this expectation that you just, do you have it under control? And so, like, every little thing that I would normally not question my decision on, uh, I was yeah, like, well, yeah. I don't know. Like, That's fair. So, yeah. Harrison had a little bit of a cough. He felt warm. Wasn't, like, running a fever, but he felt warm. And I, was, yeah. I called Brittany. I was like, I don't know what to do. Should I keep him home? Like, and it was already on a day when there was a late start because of snow. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, right. coach me through it. And finally, she was like, I don't know. Just 
use your judgment. I was like, oh, that's not the answer. I need that. <laughs> I needed like, this is what you need to do. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so that's where I was at. But all in all, it was a good re- weekend. Um, I was able to get a ton of Christmas uh, like wrapping done for uh-huh. presents and stuff like that. Right on. Um, and so that's exciting. Um, also got some I'm the addiction continues and I got some comic oh, books that God. I'm reading. So at this point, um, it is cocaine. It, it basically it might be. Um, it might be. Okay. But I've also kind of realized this. I was, I was telling Marcus this uh, a little while ago. I think I figured out my favorite superhero. Like I think oh, of things okay. that have a current run. I oh, think sure. I've figured out my favorite. Can and, I guess? Huh? Can I guess what it yes, is? Yes, you can guess. <laughs> Marvel or DC? It's Marvel. Have you told me what it is? You I most me. certainly have told you what it is. Oh shit! I said mm. this to you. It's in... Ghost Rider. Yes, it's hundred yeah, percent. It's Ghost Rider. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what it is about Ghost Rider, but I really like the storyline. So, okay, Ghost, Ghost Rider has this run right now. It's a it's a relatively new run, and I'm not going to dive into it. Maybe I'll do like a TikTok on it and post a, where you can find it. But they did something called Vengeance Forever, which was a one shot that they did right before this run of Ghost Rider started. And Vengeance Forever is essentially like Johnny Blaze can't remember everything that's gone on and so he goes to this you know it's again it's hashtag comic so he goes to this person whose power is he uncovers your past and he basically tattoos your past on you and he just figures out so he goes back through like the original iteration of the ghost rider and how did that's cool and then he goes into like this um like all like when he had his first moment he also goes into like the the danny like the danny the other Danny catch ghost writer. He goes yeah. even into the future ghost. Like he goes through all of it. It's just, I read it and I was like, I want to like, I finished it and I was like, I want to read this again. Like, that's just how much I enjoyed that in general. And this run of ghost writers really good too. So um, I think that's I figured it out cool. and I'm very excited that's awesome. about that revelation. Really so that is, uh, that is where I am at for yeah, sure. Um, I, I have, um, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no go ahead. please. I talk a lot. I, I, I have no, 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 you didn't. Everything's fine. Um, there's two things I do want to say um, while we're at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Number one, we only have two episodes left of this True. season mm-hmm. of Films in Black season and White. Three. Okay. So we have today's episode, whenever, whenever you decide to listen to this, right? Yes. Um, because unlike Chips, an episode never goes stale. It's always True. fresh whenever you hear it. All right. <laughs> and then second, the next episode, we are going to be reviewing Avatar Way of the Water for our next episode. So today we review yes. Avatar. The next episode is will be the last episode of the season unless something dramatically happens over Christmas break. And yeah. we do a impromptu Wonder Woman 3 type review that we did. Surprise. Um, Wonder Woman 3 wasn't canceled. It was pushed up to December 28, oh 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my god! We could see something like that happening, which is still one of our better performing episodes. But which neither here true. nor there. Um so that's number one. So stay tuned. Lock your socks in. All right. This is listen to this episode and then pay attention to the next episode. And then that'll be it. And then we will be back in early January after we all recoup and spend some time with our families and stuff for season four. If there are things in season four that you want to hear us talk about, Please. you want to see us do on socials on this podcast, let us know. Follow us on all our socials at films in black and white. Second thing. I want to send a special shout out because me and Brian were on the same page to Roman. My socks are locked. 
speak, speak of an angel and he shall arise. That's right. Roman Myers, I wanted to tell you thank you because I went to the mail and I got our gift, our films in black and Look white at us. mugs. Look at and us. I just wanted to tell you thank you. That was like a perfect shot. I don't know if anybody awesome. took a screenshot of that. Lined that, that up perfectly. Like, no, that was, that was not planned either. That was, was not. <laughs> I love that. that. None of us mentioned bring the mug to the podcast. We did not. And all no. of us bought the mug to the podcast. Oh yeah, none of us were ready for that. This moment. is why you signed we up for the happen. Patreon. Because that was that was a totally improvised moment. Yeah, but sometimes I just wanted to line. tell Roman Myers, thank you for this wonderful Absolutely, gift. Absolutely, man. We have not forgotten about you. We appreciate all the love that you give Roman Myers in leading the charge and supporting this independent podcast. So thank yeah. you to our friend, the Roman Myers. For sure. 100%. It's so nice. Thanks, Roman. It is it, nice. is it is very nice. I had nice. tea out of it this afternoon. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I'm having tea out of it right now. Look yeah. at the look I at this Mount, synergy. I had Mountain Dew in it, so we missed. That sounds. You want to know how I know Marcus is single because his <laughs> cub, his cup, the cups in his house aren't assigned. Like he could be like, ah, fuck it. I grabbed a mug and I'm drinking uh, Kool Aid out of it yeah, in my house. Knows, it's who like, knows that, me? that is not those that's not the glass that you drink kool-aid out of like yeah. that's that's just not yeah. how it works so yeah. it's also a reminder oh, Roman says oh, the man. mug that's, is a gift and a reminder to brian that he still owes me morning. a cup of coffee i do owe you a cup of coffee i do i do yeah that'll happen uh but gentlemen we have a whole podcast to get into and we need mm -hmm. to start it off by playing catch that Quotable. And again, it's a uh, Roman submitted a quote for us because he's uh, doing great things. So we're oh, excited man. about that. Um, so, gentlemen, are you ready for this week's quote? Ready for show. Okay. Ready. All right. If you if oh hold on if you utter so much as one syllable I'll hunt you down and oh, gut I know you it. like I know a this. yeah I kind of figured yeah, I, I know would this. start it it's, yeah. yeah this yeah, is I'm the not, Grinch yeah it is it, it's I will hunt you down and gut you like a fish I know yeah. that you know that because you did a TikTok I just about it. it yeah I have also watched this with my children so I appreciate the holiday lob from Roman for us to hit this one out of the park. So for sure. yeah, well, what a quick catch that quotable. You say, Rocket speed. I didn't just, even get all the way through it. I didn't even yeah. finish the quote. I just kind of stopped. So was, if you say something, Doug has a certain in, uh, let me make sure I say this word, right? It's not inflation. Intonation. In maybe when you read things. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it kind of like, you, yeah, I could hear it. Brian, did you know what it was? Mm -mm. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> that was totally that was okay. totally over my head. Okay. It goes Violent Night and then it goes Jim Carrey's The Grinch. No other version of The Grinch exists for me except those are my two holiday movies. Okay. Got to, it. I didn't do need to do almost like an addendum to last week's episode because Why is that? I think I forgot a movie that I love at Christmas time and that is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh and yeah, solid. For me, oh. That's for right, me, Violent Night and Muppet Christmas Carol are almost tied. Like, if I'm looking wow. for something wholesome, I'm going Muppet Christmas Carol. If I'm looking okay. for something violent and edgy, Violent Night. So I almost wanted I, to yeah. post that update yeah. uh, to where it's at. That's good. I also want to make an amendum, addendum, yeah. um, mm -hmm. whatever, okay. as well. I want to make an adjustment. Um, eight Crazy Nights. So I think for me, I'm going to go Violent Night, Eight Crazy Nights, and yeah. then the, the Grinch. Those... Will be rewatchable 
adult Christmas movies that 100%. I would enjoy every year. Every one hundred percent. Yeah, it's also we have forty dollars for our next uh, donation. Our next year, we are at forty dollars currently. Thanks to yeah. Roman Myers. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how. I forgot about Eight Crazy Nights. That's another one that flies below the radar that you wouldn't expect to be as good as it is. You know, it's underrated, honestly. I do recall this. You can, by the way, you can watch this for free on YouTube. I'm just finding this right now. I'm going to verify this, but I I was looking it up. Um, Yeah, it's free with ads. Anyway, you want to watch this? It's free on YouTube with ads. But I remember when it came out. I was looking for when it came out. That's the reason I Googled it. 2000. Oh, it had to have been when I was in high school. So it's like two yeah. or 2005. Well, and like, I remember seeing a trailer for it and I was like, this looks fun. And then my dad like watched it with oh. me and he was like, what, what is this? And I was like, it's Adam Sandler. And he was just like, this looks like bathroom humor. And I thought I need to watch it. But like, I remember I liked it because it was like a different, it was a different vibe on the holiday, uh-huh. like on the holiday movie. And I think it focuses, I think it focuses on Hanukkah, right? Eight crazy nights. I'm mean, not sure. It's a combination. M- multiple holidays. Yeah, multiple oh, holidays. But multiple you know, Adam, Adam Sandler, you know, is yeah. Jewish. Right? right. Right. So I was like, okay, like, yeah, like, I want to know what that's all about. But then my dad thought it was like, I don't know. This this was also when I couldn't watch South Park. So like, this was a phase that was happening. So Got it. anyway. Okay. I can watch it for free on YouTube with ads. So I've also discovered that if I really want to watch something, I'm willing to look past ads. Oof, oh, not, not me. Yeah, I kind of figured that'd be the response. Um, I <laughs> found I I wanted to really watch the old AMC show Comic Book Men. Uh, yes, about about um, but and there's a there's a TV thing called Pluto TV that's an app. Yep. And you can stream some of this stuff on demand. There's yeah. just an ad that plays, you know, every like 15 minutes, but this show is yeah. only like 40 minutes long. So it's really not that much. So I watched that while I was wrapping Christmas presents and I was like, this really isn't that bad. Like I yeah. don't, have to, I don't mind sitting through it. Now I wouldn't choose that for my life all the time, <laughs> um, but it, it was crazy. something that I was like, I yeah. was fine with. So uh, yeah, I am not fine with that. Y'all know me. I'm Mr. YouTube Premium. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, honestly, I get it though. I get it. I, man. I mean, I kind of get it. Yeah. I can't. I can't do. It. I don't know what it is. It's like even with the CW app, right? The CW app oh. is ran. I don't know what it'll become now, but the CW app was like ran heavy on advertisements. So yeah. you could watch the show 24 hours later. So when yeah. I would try to catch up on the Flash or Green Arrow or all yep. those other shows, yep. those commercials were so often it would literally oh. go into a commercial mm-hmm. yeah it'll be come back to the show for maybe five minutes and go right back into another oh. commercial like right in the middle the early cw app days like after they moved from hulu i think it was sometime around 2013 2014 like they were atrocious and <sighs> so gnawing at me because it, it the thing was they only had so many people buy ads. So they yeah. repeated the same ones, the same ones ad yeah. nauseum. And they even had like sizzle reels for their own shows. So I'm mm-hmm. quite literally trying to watch a CW show. And then I get a commercial that has a commercial for the show that I'm currently watch. It was just, mm-hmm. it was like, folks, this ain't it. And no. then anyway, CW got sold. <laughs> The only channel I think I, I, growing up, the only channel I think I could do commercials with was Disney Channel because all of their commercials, quote unquote, was Disney related, like 
or skits or something. It was like a smaller show within the commercial slots. So that by right. the time you got to your next TV thing, you didn't really miss anything. It didn't really feel like you missed anything. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh gentlemen, we have a yeah. whole podcast to get into. But before we do that, I will there's two things that we kind of wanted to touch on. And so I want to kick it on over actually to Brian Hello. to walk us through some Golden Globes update news. Brian, what do you got for us? Well, uh, you know, the Golden Globes nominations were announced. Uh, there were some surprises, as always. There were some snubs, as always. Uh, as a reminder, the Golden Globes are, are <laughs> in their current iteration, pretty rigged. Um, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts. This is not anything shocking for us, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, but the, uh, there were some questions, there were some questions regarding the nominations. And I think Marcus, I'm going to pass over to Marcus. Marcus felt very strongly about a few things. So I'm going to have him lead us off on this. Please, yeah. Marcus. I think, it's a, I think it's a crock of bullshit that Avatar somehow managed to get a nomination and it's not out yet. Now, Brian did explain to me about early screeners and the ability to be an early screener, but is that fair? How does that work? Can you pay your way into like, how is it that avatar is not out yet? And it is nominated for best motion motion picture. And I forgot what the other one was. It's best motion yeah. picture. And um, I'm pulling it sorry, up right now. Right now. Isn't it? It's uh, is it directing? Is James it something Cameron like that? Got a best director nod for golden globes for that. I think he did. Yeah. Best yeah. motion picture and best director nominee. And even Ryan Coogler didn't even get a goddamn best director nod best director nomination for yeah black panther wakanda forever so somebody's gonna have to just walk me through this so that i understand how this is fair here's my oh here's the other piece of this i feel like and brian you can correct me if i'm wrong because go right ahead yeah me but i feel like the studio has to submit the film for consideration and for what category which Mm -hmm. is how we get Thor Love and Thunder being submitted for best visual effects for Golden Globes, which more on that in a moment. Um, but really, the studio has to be the one that submits it for consideration. So they put together of like, hey, we really feel that our movie needs to be considered for dot, dot, dot. So without us having seen Avatar Way of Water, this says something about the studio being willing to say, yeah, man, like this guy deserves a best directing nomination for Avatar Way of Water. But I also don't want to make it seem like a simultaneous, like it doesn't mean that Disney doesn't believe that Ryan Coogler deserves a nod <laughs> for Wakanda Forever because there's there's got to be some strategy to this a little bit of like, especially a studio because like Disney that also owns Fox, there's got to be a piece of this that's like, well, we're going to submit best director and maybe they only get one. I'm not entirely sure, but maybe they only get one per I mean, category. So Disney's saying we're going to mm-hmm. have James Cameron for our best director nomination for Way of Water. And we're going to give other accolades for Wakanda Forever for different folks. I don't know. Well, like, no. the process is super opaque, too, for the Golden Globes. Like it makes the Oscars look like a like a really well-oiled machine. when it's, And it's <laughs> definitely not. But yeah. Um, I mean, with the Golden Globes, you do the four consideration. By the way, Doug, that wasn't for a Golden Globe. Marvel is absolutely pushing Thor Love and Thunder for best picture for the Oscars. So, Oh, wow. That's No, that's... 
that's what wow. they're doing there. So bless their heart. I I wish them all the best. I enjoyed Thor: Love and Thunder. Feel free Brian, to listen to a review. Brian, has 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 Marvel seen our ranking yet? Have they seen? <laughs> they, I you know you know what I did post our rankings. Uh, Marvel Studios has not gotten back to us yet. Yeah, got not it. Yet. Okay. We'll wait for their we'll wait for their yeah. response. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, they gonna they, see that they, shit though because y'all you know, know and the listeners know. If it, if it they be listening. Me, if it requires me putting on a lab coat and standing in front of a whiteboard <laughs> or a chalkboard to present the data, I am happy to do that. Wait, you want to get Kevin here on the podcast and bring up our Dear results? Kevin. Of like, okay, so hey, nope. Like <laughs> nope. <laughs> that movie just did not age as well as I thought it did. Like I enjoyed it, but I don't know if it was. I I like it. It could have been better, but I like it in its current iteration. Mm -hmm. But do I think that it should be nominated for best picture? No, no, I do not. I love you, Chris Hemsworth. I love you, Natalie Portman, Kevin, Kevin Feige, the whole crew. But like, y'all, come on, great job. But no, I I, and someone did point out to me um, on Twitter uh, that they are. Some of this stuff is sometimes contractually obligated. So, like, mm. I'm only going to do this oh. movie if you put a four consideration in for me, which is possibly Oof. what's happening with the Thor Love and Thunder stuff. That's and it might be what the horse, isn't it? I mean, look, man, I, I I could see reality where it's like, you want to come back? You want me to come back for a fifth Thor movie? Well, you better get those Oscar campaigns ready, baby. Right. Um, anyway, uh, the, going back to the Golden Globes, so with all that, like it's basically like who they're putting forth and they could be contractually obligated. And James Cameron absolutely could be throwing his weight of just like, Hey, you, you better put me in. Cause like, this is my baby and I want to be recognized for it. So get me, get me a golden globe nomination to, or even just to promote the movie. Right. Cause this could, this is falling perfectly into their advertising. Yeah, it's true. So, um, I don't know. I always feel weird about the golden globes. Like, yeah, like stuff is definitely, I, I, do not like their categories. Like why is knives out nominated as a comedy or a musical? I just, what? Um, I understand the category. It's just a terrible category. Um, so it's stuff like that. That always makes me like keep the golden globes at arm's length. That's, that's also fair. I also, and I don't want to sound like, and this is having not seen the movie. Right. I don't want to sound like Martin Scorsese here, but there's a, there's a part of me that's like, hey, man, I get you have to assemble it, but are you going to share all that like Golden Globe recognition with the literal team of like coders and animators that made this look as good as it needed yeah. to be? Like, yeah. I mean, it feels weird for us to be like, hey, I did a really great job putting this movie together. What about those 20 people over there that animated it? <laughs> no, fuck those guys. Don't look at them. They're fine. Like, that that feels weird, right? Like, that nah, feels weird to give guys. them accolades for that. And, I mean, yeah. Right? <laughs> no, it, it does. And it brings up, like, how there was, an like, allegedly Keanu Reeves, like, basically paid out a lot of his Matrix bonus to mm-hmm. the company that did a lot of the visual effects. Um, I've, I've never been able to verify this, but, like, 
I would believe it because he yeah. seems like such he's a chill guy. Dude. Like this is the guy like on a set who's like moving equipment and he's like, also the guy talent, who if you know, if you've ever seen him take a picture with a woman, he literally like, will yeah. keep his hands behind yeah. his back because he doesn't want to like make anyone uncomfortable. John Wick's a gentleman. Just fucking stand up, dude. No, yeah. like he's probably some of the best of us. I, just um, don't, I, don't, I don't know if go i just why don't they nominate for next year like is that a time i don't know what the timeline is but this movie drops the end of fourth this is fourth quarter right yeah it drops in fourth quarter you couldn't wait to be nominated for next year or is it trying to like i don't know why now i guess that's my only thing and i don't really need an answer i'm just really confused and i'm going into avatar way of the water with an open mind because i really do want to enjoy this movie especially after re-watching avatar yes which is a it's a good movie, okay? I got a lot yep. of jokes about it's, it to get off, but it's a good movie. Right? Yes. I also have jokes. Just, I'm just a little confused by it, but it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, I think it's more simple than we think, I guess, if, I, if I'm if i going to go that route. Like, I, I really do think that the people in charge of Golden Globe saw Avatar Way of the Water, and they're like, yes, absolutely. Best picture. And I, I feel like that... I think it just generally just might be that it it is early. Like it is obviously early and it is kind of in this weird space that it hasn't come out yet, but I mean, they've already done early screenings. It might be recency bias. If I were to call yeah. that out, Marcus, and maybe that can help like do it a little bit. Cause I mean, like you look at something like every, everything everywhere all at once, if that came out in November, I wonder where some of this or you know, great, you get what I'm saying point, later Brian. in the year. I wonder where it would be. Um, so I, I do think it's a little bit like of the simplicity of like, these people like the movie and it was recent. Yeah. That's, that's it. all I got. And it's not a Marvel movie. Maybe, maybe which, that's, which the, maybe that's the, the strategy. Movie. Maybe that's the strategy that Marvel is having with Thor love and thunder. They're like, maybe people just won't remember. Like maybe they'll just think it was really great. Like maybe they won't remember that it was not like not that great like and remember you know? this is the foreign press so like none of none of the people that are nominating these are, yeah. are from the united states so that could also be part of it of that it maybe has a more international appeal all right well maybe it does maybe it does maybe it does that's interesting we'll see how it all plays out i guess yeah um i don't really give a damn i won't be watching no way i mean i don't <laughs> I'm understand i'm the type of guy that awards don't mean shit to me unless i mean the that i want to win wins like if that, so i can brag about if j cole wins a grammy guess what Woo! j cole won a grammy <laughs> but if j cole don't win no damn grammy or my favorite artist doesn't win a grammy for some shit i like guess what i won't even be talking about the award show if it wasn't for this podcast because i really don't give a damn well i mean wasn't it the Golden Globe? Wasn't the, oh, Jesus? Wasn't it the Golden Globes last year where we had the slap heard around the world? Like, wasn't that or was that, that, was that the Oscars? Oscars. That was was the it Oscars. the Oscars? That's what that was, yeah. yeah. I yes. suppose I suppose this is the chance for the Golden Globes to have their moment. I mean, who? What's going to happen there? Who's going to punch out? If you could have who? anybody host the Golden Globes that you just want to get slapped, who would it be? Mine would be Jimmy Kimmel. For some reason, I just want him to get slapped. James Corden. Oh well, yeah, oh, James, I changed mine. James Corden would be also. I want him to take one. I don't know why. I don't, <laughs> Just, know, why. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. I, I have never <laughs> thought about this. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't also don't I know. Really, I see. Yeah, yeah Brian. Brian, <laughs> Brian doesn't know. readily have a person available. <laughs> Brian, Brian's gonna disagree with this one. I also secretly hope Meryl Streep gets slapped. Not what? hard. Like not hard. But what? like uh, what? I don't know. I had this vendetta. 
I have this vendetta I, against Meryl Streep, and I'm not entirely I, sure what? why. Right, Meryl cool. Streep has done nothing to you. I like, I dissent. Like, no, <laughs> don't, don't do that. And I knew you would. It's, I, it's not that she's done anything to me personally. I just, there's something about her. It's the ego. You know what it is? It's the, she insists upon herself. Okay. Like, I'm the best actress ever. And part of me is like, she's ever fuck off that. with that. Like, I don't need to hear it. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a I'm second. So wait a second. Fuddled by this. <laughs> oh, look at look. Look at Roman. Yeah, I was Myers. gonna say Roman's my guy. Roman and I are like hive mind in it. Like he and I are connected somewhere that you can't see. Like oh no, God, don't no. Meryl Streep, if you're listening, like, we love. Like, I love no, you. Meryl no one Streep. wants to. No, oh, she's don't a think... phenomenal talent. I just don't yeah. need her to be such an egotistical ass about it. Oh my God, that just <laughs> seems like it came from the depths of somewhere that we just. <laughs> need to unpack I, like, right i don't like, know why i, I, I mean know. this this has like like two, mid 2000s like anne hathaway energy of when oh, like yeah. everybody yeah. mid 2010s energy sorry excuse me of like when everybody was like oh anne hathaway pff, she's oh, the they worst. Did try to and i'm like why yeah. i don't understand yeah. like this yeah. is the energy i'm getting from you right yeah. i think it was right yeah. around the time when devil wears prada came out that i was just like ugh, i can't stand that meryl streep i don't know why <laughs> Don't know why. Maybe I'm attaching my hatred of the movie for her personally. <laughs> like it was her movie, and I'm blaming her. Qu quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. We also want Kanye West on that list too, but I just hate the okay. violence on another black man. But he just, yeah. I just uh, need a smack so he gets slapped back into reality. Just like it'll be a slap to cure all things. Like, <laughs> Brian. God damn it. <laughs> The name of this episode is now Whoops, There Goes Gravity. Yeah, it's got to be Avatar yeah. Review, a.k.a. Whoops, There Goes Gravity. Uh, yeah. I need that also <laughs> to happen to Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I've blackballed him from my running playlist. Like, I've taken oh, all I of his music off. Yeah, I like, I just, yeah, I, I don't see it anymore either. It's and the really amount of people sad. that hit the switch when his ass dropped that new song and they just flipped the switch and was like, Kanye is a genius. And I was like, man, y'all, I see why they call you some liberal uh, fucks. Because y'all just ride whatever wave is hot on, uh, on TikTok uh, and trendies, and and then y'all just forget all of a sudden when some shit you like happens. So yep. yeah, yeah. Well, know. anyway, speaking anyway, of that's the Golden Globes, uh, yeah, that's the Golden Globes. Um, we also have a little bit because there was some there was some hustle and Jesus. bustle over at uh, DC. James Gunn shaking things up like a boggle, uh, and there were some things that came out on that end. Um. Marcus, do you have a beat uh, on what's going on over there at DC uh, DC Studios? I guess I don't really have a beat, but here's what here's what happened. Um, so they they apparently DC is doing. They had their presentation to the big dogs at B, at DC, right? So them being James Gunn and his new partner in crime. Um, I forgot. Oh, I keep forgetting his, David um, his name. No, Saffron? no, no. His um his co oh, Zaffer. Peter Zaffer. Yeah, Peter Zaffer. Yeah. Thank you. So they um. So they went and presented their 10-year plan, I'm assuming, to the DC big higher-ups, right? And they went and did that presentation. And then I guess they're also hearing pitches about 
projects. Um, so they're reviewing the projects that were already like laid out and supposed to come out. They're reviewing, they're looking in the future to see what the 10 year plan is. And then they're hearing pitches about movies that were supposed to come out too as well. So like reviewing black Adam, but hearing about wonder woman three and while trying to make this 10 year plan, anyway, they go and make this plan. And then news starts dropping about all of these projects getting basically canceled, axed, paused, whatever. For example, green lantern, green lantern was supposed to be about the entire green lantern core. Uh, it was supposed to be a movie series. Now they switched it and adjusted that, that now it'll be focused more on John Stewart um, and solely John Stewart moving forward, which a okay with me. Black Adam is kind of made a lot of money, made a shit ton of money, but I Did guess it? the sequel is, well, it's kind of hard when you, Wakanda Forever is right after that. So I don't know how much money it made actually. Well, but, this, is, this is, this is the part that I wanted to chime in on because uh -huh. apparently there are some rumblings and grumblings that Dwayne the Rock Johnson was being liberal with how he reported some of the box office numbers. Yeah. More specifically, there is a gizmo, there's a Gizmodo article that said that he may or may not have also included merchandise in his reporting oh, of what the box office was oh, for boy. Black Adam. So imagine you sold a shitload of Black Adam t-shirts and he was like all box office and they're like right what because the initial report was the movie lost money mm. but then there I was this it. big tweet yeah. back on what was that december 7th yeah there's this big tweet that said quote waited to confirm with financiers before i sure the excellent black adam news our movie our film will profit between 52 million and 72 million fact at almost 400 million dollars worldwide we are building a new franchise step by step First captain, first done by Captain America with $370 million for the DC future. But again, when they are looking at it, and there's a deadline article too, I'll put them in the in the show notes. Yeah. Um, right. But they said that like film finance sources, they said it was a very peculiar way of framing it. And that he said that merchandise was maybe a back channel way to sort of boost what he made, but it doesn't mean box office wise it was a success. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it, kind of a mess. But anyway, really continue. That's why I was like, well, is it, was it? Like also, not to mention, I mean, we just real quick because we still got to get to Avatar. Not to mention the Henry Cavill shit between oh, Superman being announced and a, a, a damn near a press run happening. And then all of a sudden, DC's like, there's reports that DC doesn't know if they even want to bring Henry Cavill back. They haven't done have anything confirmed. The last thing yeah. I heard yet that I read yesterday was they're cutting Ben Affleck from the Aqu Ben Affleck's added scene mm -hmm. that they did. They're cutting Jeez. that from Aquaman. Oh, they wanted to do a Superman cameo at the end of the flash, but they're cutting that too as yep. well. And yep. that they are just trying to wrap up anything that was like, they even are trying to recast everything at this point. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of things that came out from the Hollywood reporter. Um, you go look at those articles. We'll, find the articles and we'll drop them in the um in the in the show notes but james gunn had a response because a lot of people were giving a lot of feedback on this shit publicly and asking him questions and james gunn has never been really one to shy away from responding to what his yeah. vision is um as far as i as far as i've yeah. been keeping up with him so no, this he's is what he's pretty saying. transparant yeah he is really and that's one thing that i do like about him is he'll give you as much as you um as much as you like as much as you need you know what i mean yeah. oh thanks brian drop the um show notes in the chat for us oh, and then wonder woman 3 also was being said not moving forward but i'll let brian kind of talk about that I'm so here's the to. tweet from james gunn's twitter so as far 
as for the story yesterday in the Hollywood Reporter, some of it's true, some of it's half true. Some of it is not true. And some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. These are actually a lot of tweets, so I'm going to give you a summed up version of each tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Although this first month at DC has been fruitful, building the next 10 years of a story takes time and we're just beginning. Peter and I chose to helm DC knowing we were coming to a, a fractitious environment, both in the stories being told and in the audience itself. There would be an unavoidable transactional period. Um, transitional period as we moved into telling yeah. a cohesive story across film tv animation and gaming pause that's a very good point that we cannot get into on this podcast but they are creating a cohesive 10-year plan through gaming animation and film yeah which is i don't know how you do that but bold that is really choice. interesting that's a bold yeah. choice because I always felt like video games could be your way to explore stories that weren't connected to anything else. I agree. They could yeah. be one-offs and you could say like, like, like the Avengers game, they're going to fight Maestro and like yeah. DLC, like, right. and no one needs to be like, well, do we have to cast him now? Like, right. no, yeah. you don't have to <laughs> right. in James Gunn, yeah. in James Gunn's world. Yeah, you do now. Now you do. And not to mention there was just, I don't know when this kicks in, but there was just a Justice League video, open world Justice League video game announced yesterday. And mm. so I'm not really sure when this kicks in because you also have um, Suicide Squad kills the, kills Justice, the League. Justice League yep. and yeah, we all sure these do. other games that were like announced. So there's that. And that's interesting. But James Gunn goes on to say, in the end, the drawbacks of that transitional period were dwarfed by the creative possibilities and the opportunity to build upon what has what has worked in D.C. so far and to help rectify what has not. We know we are not going to make every single person happy in every step of the way. I'm not asking you to do that. That's market. That's Marcus. That's me saying that, not James Gunn. <laughs> but we can promise everything do we do is done in the service of the story, all caps, and in the service of DC characters, all cap. We know you cherish. As for more answers about the future of the DCU, I will sadly have to ask you to wait. We are giving these characters and stories the time and attention they deserve, and we ourselves still have a lot more questions to ask. Mind you, he also tweeted something about Superman being a main priority for them and that they're going through there has been pitches for superman yeah. apparently the writer for peaky blinders did a pitch and they didn't really like it so they turned that <laughs> shit down like they're not just accepting shit and then patty jenkins and is it here's where i and it's brian also oh had a pitch for wonder woman 3 that I resulted in them not moving forward with it Brian. Yeah, I'm happy to pick up the Patty Jenkins baton yeah. here. So a lot of this, so the news broke. Uh, I I'm, I want to get this date right here because it all happened so fast. It broke on December 7th and like basically late in the day, December 7th, the big headline from this article is that Wonder Woman 3 was not moving forward. So that was like the only thing people picked up on. That was how I first saw the news. And essentially that the the when she turned in the treatment was like a week or two before James Gunn and Safran had this like retreat to figure mm. it all out. And they looked at it and it wasn't I think the thing that gets lost here, the nuance here is that they they didn't say, no, we don't want Wonder Woman three. It was just like, no, Patty, not like this. Like you can still make <laughs> not, Wonder Woman like three, these. but you can't do it like this. This can't be the story. And reportedly, she walked away. None of this has been mm. confirmed yet. I think yeah. a lot of posturing is happening right now. Um, I think Patty Jenkins is trying to throw her weight around of like, I've made two Wonder Woman movies. Both have been profitable. Like, let me just finish this out the way I want it to. It's the last movie. That is yeah. what I feel like is going on here. And I think that James Gunn is in the unenviable position of like, yeah, like, I get it. 
but like we got like a whole new thing going on I'm here. Like, no. Trying to close out a trilogy while you're starting to do something new. That's that's a difficult place to be. So if yeah. you know, obviously, I don't think we've heard the last of this story. Um, and even James Gunn is saying that the Hollywood Reporter got some things wrong in their piece. This mm-hmm. could be one of them. Um, but it did get weird because more information kept coming out. And usually when this happens, it's like, okay, like both camps now are trying to do different leaks to make the other side look bad. The best case example of this is when Spider-Man, when the Sony Disney thing happened with Spider-Man and people were like, I have an inside source that says X, Y, Z. And then literally a day later, it would be like, Hey, did you know this about Sony? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. So you're both bad mouthing each other as other articles come out. PR PR warfare. So <laughs> it's really hard to kind of see where the middle is, but there's like like it it appears that there's unconfirmed plot details mm-hmm. leaking from Wonder Woman 3. It appears like stuff involving Chris Pine's character. It, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot. Like nope. I don't know yeah. what to believe. What I what I feel though is that if I'm Patty Jenkins and I don't get to make the Wonder Woman movie I want to make after proving I'm a successful director, I too would walk away from the project rather than dealing with new leadership, especially with Discovery WB leadership. Uh, Need I say more, Batgirl? Um, And uh, everything involved with that. And instead you get to go make your Disney Star Wars X-Wing movie. I, that's a pretty easy decision for me because if people don't remember, Patty Jenkins was announced as a director for Rogue Squadron. So I'd go get my Disney bucks. That's at least my calculation with this entire thing. Look, can I just say that the rumor was that Wonder Woman and Chris Pine's character had a fucking baby and that baby turned into Hal Jordan, which turned into the Green Lantern. And look, I am I am a big supporter of standing up for yourself and being a proponent of your own destiny. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. But if that is what we would have gotten, I would have been a leader of the riots in the streets because there was, I was so, when I heard that, I was like, Oh God, (laughs) fuck. Like that just like, and and the other thing is they were going to cast Chris Pine as Hal Jordan because everybody knows the male genes, the most dominant. So she has a baby fuck that lady like that's it was gonna be chris pine all the way like it just infuriated me to no end like i was so mad about it i'm not opposed to if this is true i'm not opposed to chris pine being a green lantern totally fits he would be great as as arguably the best of the hollywood chris's he'd absolutely kill that hollywood chris's um Like, argue, I'm saying arguably. I don't know if there's a definitive one, but arguably the best Chris would have got the Green Lantern role, and I think it would have fit. However, I just feel like it's really uncreative. Like, you you can't think of another reality where it's just like, oh, like, we'll just cast Chris Pine again. What? Do you know know how many people would kill to be Green Lantern? Do you know how many people, like, that are well-known, like, actors could be a Green Lantern? Like, just, there's so many options, but, like, just to be like, nah, we'll just do Chris Pine again is just so... Creative lazy. bankrupt and yeah. lazy it is. and it's like, lazy. like well don't the forget the part, part where they fall in love with she falls in love it was it reported this was the rumor and that's not official that she was gonna fall in love with Wonder Woman falls in love with Hal Jordan not knowing that it's their child 
And I, that was in the room. I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know. Uh-huh. But that shit is just I would too hope wild for me. It's so essentially, it's going to be like what? With Wonder Woman 3, the Mari Povich episode? Like, is that <laughs> what that was going to be? Like, live from a set of Jerry Springer. I, it's how Jordan, has a, how, how, how Jordan has an extra ring finger. because. It's... Oh, jeez. Wowie. Okay. Also, I can't stop thinking about Chris Rock playing Hal Jordan. You want to know how I feel about these motherfucking guardians? Like, like, uh, Actually, yeah, I'd love to see Chris Rock. Women be shopping. Yeah, Yeah, that that would be fucking amazing. (laughs) Please give me a Roman Roman with the yikes. And like, honestly, I didn't... I didn't think the whole thing was true. I do yeah, believe they no. would love to keep Chris Pine around because there's I, also yeah, rumors that they're trying to keep Jason Momoa around. And this goes back to the Hollywood Reporter yeah, article. God. They want Jason Momoa to stick around, not as Aquaman, but as Lobo. Lobo. So it really feels like truly they're trying to reshuffle the deck. Uh, and I, I just, I, I I don't have anything negative to say about that. I Again, James Gunn and Peter Safran, I, I don't envy them. They no, they they have to not only clean up a mess, but then build something. So it's just I want I, you to it's build, a lot. We want you to build a rocket ship with these remaining pieces of trash. <laughs> Would you like to do that? <laughs> it's like an Apollo mission. Like you need to make sure the toilet flushes using only duct tape and PVC pipes. Godspeed. Like uh, that's exactly what I mean. That is. You, you know that is how it, that's how it feels, and like mm-hmm. obviously we're kind of still in the honeymoon period with this news, and I'm willing to give yeah. them like yeah, sure. benefit of the doubt. I oh, really sure. am. Uh, but yeah, li- listening and hearing all this stuff, it's just kind of like, man, y'all, it just it just feels like you're in perpetual transition, and yeah, I can't wait for the day that DC is just like, here we go, we're just doing we're it, just gonna do it, guys, we're gonna like, do it. The last thing I'll say about this, the Flash is not a locked picture, which is. Bonkers to me that the like, yeah. that should be in like in the later stages of post production. They should be gearing at up this for, point. They should be gearing up for an ad campaign at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're right. Like that's ads. Like, like they should be doing ads and TV. Who do spot. you who do you add? Who who is supposed to be advertised? <laughs> because I mean, the lead motherfucker is a psychopath, and so you can't like. <laughs> paint his picture everywhere so how the hell am i supposed <laughs> to promote the damn movie like That's i just i mean point. i think I, like it's with me i got the snyderverse i don't give a fuck what y'all do at this point and also <laughs> i've seen james gunn write scooby-doo and guardians of the galaxy and he does all these things where he can and, and um, um, yeah. um peacemaker he makes all these yeah. more maybe not well-known characters or he makes these kind of niche niche characters very lovable i like i've seen him do that when you do this with DC, you got some big dogs that yeah. are on this roster that you have to get right, starting with your Trinity. Like, your Trinity has to be elite. And I don't know what direction they go with storytelling if they start with smaller characters like Blue Beetle, and that's the right. jump off. And then you go and introduce the into these bigger characters, or you go the opposite and go yeah. big to small. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. That's a hard spot to be. The, the release date for Flash, by the way, is <clears throat> June 23. So, like, damn, that's, that's six right months around the corner. That's six months, yeah. and your movie's not locked yet. Like, 
Oof. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck to that post production crew and special effects crew. I really hope you are unionized and getting well compensated. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um, we do have Avatar to get to, so I'm going yeah. to we'll sort of wrap this up and pivot ourselves over into Avatar. So, as far as we know and kind of where things are coming, we are getting an Avatar sequel this upcoming weekend, and we're going to cover it for the podcast Avatar: sure. The Way of Water. Um, and we thought it would be prudent and timely and appropriate for us to go back in time 14 years ago <laughs> to cover Yikes. the original Avatar. Um, because at that point in time, this podcast hadn't existed. So sometimes you got to go back yeah. so and go forward. And yeah. so we are going to cover uh, the original Avatar. Um, and so would anybody on this podcast be willing to take a shot at a barbershop summary for those who are yeah, unaware of Aquacol? Yep, please. No worries, Brad. Yeah, yes, real quick. Yes, there's blue it. people, okay? Blue people, all about the same height as LeBron James, all right? And Will Chamberlain, okay? So blue people, they have braids like um, Allen Iverson, and then they about tall as LeBron James and Will Chamberlain. And they, these are, they, we call, they are, um, I'm not going to give you the exact name. I'm going to just give you the barbershop synopsis like it's coming from an old black man. They tall. They blue. They live on this world called Pandora. On Pandora, there is some 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 expensive shit that is hard to obtain called you guessed it unobtainable up on obtainium um unobtainium or something. Unobtainium, like you nailed it. Right? <clears throat> and so the military, being America as we are, we went to this planet and we bombarded this planet and tried to coerce these people with schools and education and bridges and things. And we felt as if we give you everything. We want that up on obtainium because it's worth so much money. Like it's worth a lot of shit ton of money. So they go down there, they send their military to take over this shit because they want their land. They don't know that there's a network connected and there's a, like a, a bunch of the natives to the area. Right. The natives to the area are being, um, you know, um, pillaged. I don't know if that sounds familiar to anybody, uh, you know what I mean? And savage yeah. and all types of other shit for their resources. And, um, the, you know, America comes in and they want that shit. But you have this main lead. His name is Jake. Jake is a twin brother. He has the same genes as his brother because his brother got killed right before he was supposed to come. So he gets to ride in his avatar body. He begins to become an avatar. Right. Yeah. And so he is right around his body, running around as he is a more of a military person. Unlike his brother was more scientific and got to know the Navi people. Right. He um, gets to he gets more familiar with the culture and with what it means to be a native and he gets closer and he sees what it means to be a part of this um he also while like he also kind of fucked them over and turned their back on them and turned them in and exposed their resources so they go in there's a big fight that happens over the resources and a big fight between the avatar and what they call the sky people which is the human beings and that's kind of what avatar is about yeah that's i mean that's a great synopsis i mean yeah there's really not a whole lot else that needs yeah, to be the plot is basic I mean, the plot's pretty bare bones. I mean, at the time, this movie was heralded for its visual effects, which mm -hmm. um, makes the sense. We got flat screen TVs and 3D TVs. Mm -hmm. um, because if your granddad was like my granddad, he went out and bought a big TV. And the first movie he yeah. watched, his ground sound system was Avatar. Uh, 100%. Yep. yep, 100%, 100%. So um, this, I mean, this had a very good cast. Like, it was, it was well... Yeah. It was well done. Zoe Saldana, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver, Michelle Rodriguez, um, some other notes, uh, Stephen Lang, um, Giovanni Rabisi, like he's awesome. Um, so mm -hmm. this was this was well, the cast was well done. Um, I'm trying to see um Stephen Lang was the the like the like the big bad, 
like the big like general bad at the end of it so he was good all in all it was well cast and it was well done it was a big yeah. hit obviously it was number one at the box office until uh avengers endgame came along for all time so it did an outstanding job box office wise gentlemen re-watching this movie 14 15 years later it came out in 2009 so yeah. um sorry 13 years later that's Thoughts all right on this particular movie what you how it stuck with you um i forgot okay <clears throat> i live tweeted a little bit through this movie oh did you so yeah. some of my points were my first gut gut guttural yeah. reactions were i did and this isn't even a joke i did not remember any of the names of the yep. characters yep i thought jake's name was frank for some reason <laughs> and i just when they started saying names and the names of the 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 native people which is is the uh what is what is the name of the actual avatars there um the navi the navi oh, yes. thank you <clears throat> i didn't remember any of that so for one it's been so long since i've watched this that i didn't remember or i, I can't say that it wasn't memorable enough for me to remember yeah two i enjoyed the world that they built i'm just going to start there 100 percent. i think it's i think it's beautiful i think that it's very unique in like the way that it's set up i know i make jokes about the braid and shit but it is very unique to have this concept of you connect with everything in a different type of way and mm. you have this idea of i'm going to interact mm -hmm. with this world knowing i'm not from this world i'm an outcast where i'm from and then i come here and then i'm welcomed into this beautiful new world and take the time to learn it so i enjoyed that yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I mean i would i would completely agree i think i think that the world that they built is probably the most impressive piece of this mm -hmm. i mean yes. he went deep into backstory i mean he gave the navi like a history like he didn't just write it and was flippant and like walked away from it like he gave everybody in this in history and created a whole world that you're following a story about and they mention pieces of but they never go back to and so i think the thing that i had forgotten i think i had forgotten that there were other tribes of navi mm -hmm. on pandora yeah like that whole scene where they're going like tribe to tribe to tribe to recruit people yes. to fight the sky people. I was like, Oh shit. I completely forgot about that. And I think yeah. that that's going to be the, that's the whole basis for the other six move, like the other four <laughs> or five movies that are supposed to be coming is, yeah. you know, they explore some of those others and dive into it a little bit more. So, right. but I, that's the piece of this that I'll leave that there for, I'll leave it there as far <laughs> as like, and visually speaking, I think it was also incredible. I mean, the animals you mm -hmm. created were just top i mean there's really no better way like james cameron did uh, like his vision for this yes. was outstanding so i mean he kudos to him for the world he built 100 percent. brian oh yeah i i mean <clears throat> the first half hour of this is a visual feast i i oh, mean it is there yeah. is you just you just kind of keep looking at stuff trying to comprehend what's happening mm -hmm. the first time it happens it's with the spaceship in deep space the second time it's happening it's like as you're entering pandora the third time it's happening it's like literally as Jake Sully is is going to the base like mm -hmm. you're just trying to take it all in. And that's like all in the first half hour. And it's it's awesome. Like that part of the world yeah. building. Phenomenal. And like, mm -hmm. I, I also feel like I need to say, like, we've made fun of this movie a little bit, but I will say something. I need to say something nice because it's really hard to tell a good like sci fi story because there's so much stuff you need to set up a lot of the time. And yes. James Cameron does this elegantly and efficiently in a half hour like yeah. 
In yeah. a half hour, you know exactly what's going on. It's this planet. We're trying to get on Obtanium. There is a populace already here. Don't go outside. You'll die. Like, yeah, like it it sets that up so efficiently and it doesn't feel like homework. And like, no. I can't even say that about some Marvel movies. That's like, true. like some of our favorite nice. superhero movies are just like, OK, I'm Captain Context. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know yeah. to enjoy this movie for the next 10 minutes and the next three after it. That, too. Right. Yeah um like even my favorite you know my even my darling star wars it need it feels the need to, to give you three paragraphs of text before you can even enjoy <laughs> anything of the movie here's james cameron with a spaceship and he's like okay uh here we go and i'm gonna just tell you everything you need to know and i think that's and elegant it's play. hard to do and it's it's really well done like there's a reason he's james cameron one of the best you know i also think that that plays a part in maybe why I don't remember the characters as well sure. for me because I, you know some of this stuff flies by. I forgot that Jake was a twin. I, I honestly, oh, and maybe it didn't. Maybe it doesn't really matter. But I forgot that the reason he was able to go to Pandora was because he was a twin and his genes matched directly with his brothers. Yep. I feel yeah. like that's something that I should remember, but so much shit happens within the movie. By the time I'm halfway through this shit, I forgot that he was even a twin or a brother of any type. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I agree. I do like to be thrown into the movie and seeing all this, like, look at the giant walking robots walking around and people with <laughs> right. the guns and shit. And, right. and I also like the contrast of the movie. When he's on a spaceship, they get to Pandora and it's, it involves the military. Those yep. scenes are much darker. Like, they feel a lot more gray. Yep. When oh, he turns into an avatar, and he books it into the fucking field and he bites yep. into the fruit. Everything becomes so bright and it's so yeah. like beautiful and delicious looking. If that's like even a good yeah. word to say, right? Absolutely with you. So I like that. But I think some of the shit like it moved, it moves quickly. So you do got to mm -hmm. keep up. I think the other thing is, is I think this would be different for me watching it a little bit in some of the context that I take away from it. Sure. Based on if I had seen a trailer for Avatar 2 or not, because I picked up on things having seen the trailer and some of the things that they hint at from the trailer. Now, it's a three-hour movie, and there's only so much you can do in yeah. two hours and two minutes and 40 seconds with a trailer. But within several times, Jake Sully is having a conversation with his daughter, and they're talking about a strong heart. And I heard that 600 fucking times yep. in the first half of this mm -hmm. movie. And yep. I'm like, oh, so we're this this is where we're going with this. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so there was a lot of context clues that I was picking up on. Um, I, I kind of also, I don't want to say I struggled, but I had this thought in the back of my head, and I'm kind of curious about what you all think about it as well. Yeah. And Brian, I think I saw you tweet something about this too, is I'm genuinely very curious because this movie, and we've joked about this, and I've told this joke before, that it feels like the story of Pocahontas. Yeah. Blue people. It's the same thing, right? But I am very curious about how Native folks took this movie, like America. Yes. Like, you know, I, I'm very curious about how people who have that history and whether or not they enjoyed this depiction, whether they were angry about it. And yeah. so I'm kind of curious. So thoughts from you all, Marcus. Um, that was the only thing that I could think about while I was watching the movie, if I'm being honest. Yeah. When I rewatched it, the immediate, the first thing I thought was, wow, how familiar does this plot sound? <laughs> and right. it's partially why I did the name that I did today of like Marcus avatar warned us. Cause I was going to make a joke, but it talks about the greediness of of sky people. Right? Yeah. 
and wanting to go in. You take what you want. We've offered them this. They're savages. They don't understand what yeah. they want. We try to give them all this stuff and they don't appreciate shit. And we just going to go in and take yeah. it. That is, yes, of course. To answer your question directly, yes, it was the only thing I could think about. My mm. other thing was when James Cameron pops up in these interviews and he says, well, if I don't make this amount of money, I'm not <laughs> making the rest of this avatar. Or he ah. says, you invested this much time into something. All I could think about was the greediness of the sky people to pillage people's <laughs> like, like low. Um, and my resource would be energy and time. You're, you expect uh, me to just give yeah. my time, energy, and money to you, and you are telling me that, well, if I don't make the certain amount of money, I'm not making four, five, and six, so y'all better watch it. Oh, if you go to the bathroom, that's okay, because you can always rewatch it. I felt like it was just so wow. selfish, and like, and when I'm hearing the story that you're telling in Avatar, I'm like, James, did you not listen to your own fucking movie? Because all I feel like is you just coming in and you want our attention so that you can be better than the Avengers or you can be better than whatever movie you deem is not as good. And you want my resources and my money, knowing we're in a recession, knowing that it's kind of a hard of it. It's kind of a struggle. And I'm probably not going to watch it in this big IMAX theater that you're right. Easier for me to go to a movie theater locally for eight fifty, yes. as opposed to paying twelve fifty to go like to Sioux City, not to mention gas and all this other shit. Like, did you not Amen. listen to your own story? So Dude. that was kind of where my mind was split while I was watching it. Dude, 100%. That's a 100%. That's a great observation. And I, I really wonder, you know, like, I don't want to like, my first knee jerk is to, is to just be like, oh, man, this kind of seems like conflicting messages. And I also honor that some people need to engage in the system just to like get by. Right. However, right. James right. Cameron, I don't feel like he needs to get by. Like, he's a pretty famous filmmaker. I don't think he's... I think he has millions of dollars. I think it'd be fine if he just, you know, he stopped working. Um, so that's really hard for me to reconcile. And that's a great point, Marcus, because this whole, yeah. I mean, I mean, the story is one you've, you've seen before, right? If we're doing this like as a classic review, like that would be, that would have been something I said in 2009, if the podcast existed, I'm just like, you've definitely seen this movie before. If you've seen dances with wolves, if you've seen Fern Gully, if you've seen Pocahontas, uh so you've seen it it's it it it's dressed up a little bit differently but right. what it feels like is to me and i and for longtime fans you, you you're already gonna know what i'm gonna say here but it's just like you, you didn't you didn't use your voice you didn't use your full voice to tell a story here it it, it is a right. it is a story it's a good story like i said this on social media it's fine this movie is fine i i will never call avatar a bad movie oh no, it's yeah, not no, a bad right. movie yeah, no i think it's just very curious like you could have said more here uh but you didn't and that's what mm -hmm. doesn't differentiate it for me like yeah. I, and i think that's what i've the entire time we've talked about it i've been like i don't know why it doesn't fit with me that's why like it just doesn't say it with its full chest it doesn't mm -hmm. And the thing with sci-fi is like one of the great things is you can point out issues today and, and show them in different ways using different technology, different mm -hmm. stories, different fantasy elements. And like none of that happens. Yeah. None of that happens in the movie. It, it It's just, I don't know, like even now I'm still struggling to explain it, but I just feel like it could have said its story uh, with a better voice. It could have yeah. said it more explicitly. And I think it would have the film and sure. that's why it kind of relegates itself to the background for me um yeah. even though it's an enjoyable experience yeah I, and maybe that's something he'll fix in too just before doug totally that's all i want that's all i wanted to say yeah maybe 
I, I think I did a little bit of digging and I went back to see if I could find reviews or yes. insights or anything like that. And I found two. One is from a website called American Indians and Children's Literature. It's a blog. Um, and it was established by Dr. Debbie Reese of Nambe Pueblo. Uh, American Indians and Children's Literature provides a critical analysis of indigenous peoples and children's and young adult books. Um, and so this blog post is from January 3rd of 2010, so shortly after the movie came out. And essentially, uh, their take is they stopped watching it after oh, a little while. Yeah, and the reason that. being is for these common cinema tropes that they fell into right. when depicting native people. Um, right. there were, the first one, Arrows and Tires, felt like they said, they said, and they kind of had like, it was off cuff responses. So her first one was like, Arrows and Tires, like, are we still depicting things <laughs> as modern day um, covered wagons. Right. Um, they thought about like, they said Sigourney Weaver is wearing like a beaded necklace, but they never really talked about like that sort of anthropomorphic, like that's taking an anthropomorphic tradition. Um, mm. and again, this is, I'm only conveying her words again. I'll, I'll, I'll post the link in the show notes so folks can read it themselves. They said that the, um, like the scientists gave some of the indigenous, uh, kids names. So that kind of triggered some of that indigenous school uh, children type like, uh, trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, they multiple times refer to the Navi as savages. Um, yep. they say that their homeland is more hostile than the, like, it's the most hostile environment known to man, mm -hmm. um, AKA the wild west. So she kind of, what she does is she says, this is what I noticed. This is what it's potentially triggering, um, braids and tail, um, said like the big ones, the other ones are, um, the other ones are the, they're riders on horses and that anytime they come in, they're always like, whenever they're on yelling. their horses, they're whooping and yeah. yelling. Yeah. And there was a Damn. lot of like, <clears throat> there was a lot of like that depiction. Now that's Damn. again, I, I want to make sure that this is a relatively fair and balanced portrayal as much as it can be. So the other article that I found came from VOA. Look at us being VOA moderate. New, VOA news. And this comes after a screening with the UN meeting on indigenous issues. And it happened. This one comes from April 25th, 2010. And essentially before the screening leaders gave Cameron a ton of credit that says like, you know, you're telling their message to the world and it raised quote, it raised awareness of the issues. Of course, the film is fantasy. Um, and this was a quote from James Cameron. It doesn't really educate. It creates a kind of an emotional framework of context for dialogue, which follows the, for the, from the film. Um, so other ones, uh, so this one comes, this quote about the special meeting comes from Native American Willie Littlechild of the Treaty 6 territories in northern Canada. And quote, he's saying, north of us is what they call the heavy tar sands where machines, a huge, huge machines come into the area just like in the movie. So that to me had a tremendous impact on the violation of the territories of Mother Earth. There are folks that within this said this really resonated for these issues, but even then there were still these depiction issues. Um, Vicky, Vicky Tali Corpus um, says the movie was good. It represents the reality of many indigenous people face. And of course of how it is, what I didn't like was the white man being the Messiah. Um, yeah. Claimed that he's a white man and he's the one making the film. So he kind of brought that context. So again, a broad range of things here and it's hard to take any of them in a vacuum, but I do think he did. A, I mean, you, you raise certainly in important environmental points. 
right? Environmental, I'm, yes. Again, I'm separating yep. these out. Yep. You make very good environmental points. Yeah. Stripping the world's resources and sacrificing everything to make a profit. And and right. Giovanni Rabisi says this all the time. Like he <clears throat> says, profit. Like he, he always mentions, like I can't do this because my investors would be mad. I have to mm -hmm. think about them. He says things like that way we can all make some money. <laughs> Even hanging over the head for Jake Sully's involvement in all of this is you can make enough money to get your legs back. Um, and right. so all of that of like planet under profit over planet is an incredibly pertinent message, especially since we're basically on fire now. Um, and so like, it's very well received even in light. And that was 12 years ago. The other, but the other half of this is you fell into the same problems that come with any story that you tell that involves a potentially native lens or that is inspired by the Native American experience, as far as I can understand it from our own American history. Um, obviously, I can't speak to other countries and experiences there. But what I can say from what I know about the factual inaccuracies of our own history, this was not good. Like this, you, you fell into the same tropes. You fell into the same yeah. pitfalls and you tr did your best to try to avoid them. But at the end of the day, you still sort of made it seem like you still used words like savage. You still made it seem like it was for a moment yeah. of these made it seem like they were wrong for fighting progress. And that is, is hard. I have a question. Sure. And it might be not partially playing devil's advocate, partially just wondering. No, please. When you, when you tell this story, right. Do you need that type of language for people to get the point across on how, because that is honest perception that people do have. Sure. Right. To some, to some reality. Now, I don't know if James Cameron did it on purpose when he's trying to tell the story about the environment and then accidentally fell into this. Oh, it's also meant to start the conversation on this side of things. So that's why I used it. He could just be trying to cover his ass. That I don't know. I, and I'm mm -hmm. not trying to say that that's what he is doing. But my question is, when it comes to slave movies, when it comes to all of these type of movies that I see as a black person, there's a certain language that's used that you have to use to get the point across. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you strike the balance in movies? Because in order, they, that's how they viewed them. This rich white man right. called in the troops and called them savages. That is, and it's based off of history that this has happened before. Oh, yeah. Now, I do get that it is trigger warning. It, like, it is triggered. Like, you you can be triggered by this. People who have, like, the Native American community, like, the entire indigenous population can be triggered by this. But you know, do you need this to get your point across of how bad these people are or how bad this shit is, I guess? Or how do you find that balance, I guess? That's a great question. Because the slaves movies, they they quick to, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and it, it's just, that yeah. is just, and that's the closest thing that I can do because obviously this is a sci-fi movie and you're, you can't do a, well, you can kind of do a sci-fi movie about slavery and it, it's it's happened you know what i mean yeah i I, I, I personally I, I personally think this i think using that phrase once or twice makes the point excessive it just it feels like it was brought up multiple times and yeah. it was said at multiple moments so there's a part of me of like yeah you're trying to get the point across and i get that conversation especially if you were going to use the word once to mm -hmm. me, you use it towards the end when he's attacking them, because that is the most mm -hmm. 
That is the most, that is the, the pinnacle of it built up. Where you read cut, my mind. Especially because it's the general and he's this like cut the bullshit type of guy. I could see him when he's getting ready for battle where it's like cut the bullshit, kill these savages. Mm -hmm. I can yeah. see you saying that. Mm -hmm. But up until that point, it feels very pitched as this white savior mentality of like, oh, poor savages, let's build them out. Even again, going back to the, the head CEO guy says yeah. all the time, Giovanni Ribisi says all the time, I keep offering them schools and roads, mm -hmm. and yet these savages don't want our help. And right. for me, that's like a hold on a minute, <laughs> like, like, hold on a second. So I would have done it differently feels excessive because of the mm. way it was done but that's just that's my two so, cents that's interesting yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with that decision obviously we were not in the director's chair when no. they were in the edit bay and everything like that but i do feel like this is a situation where i guess for me if i'm trying to make this movie I, knowing these things and I, I i don't really think this was even i don't think the stuff we're talking about was even in the forefront of people's minds in 2009 no, 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 and i'm not no. using that to excuse anything i just feel like in the 2010s a That's lot more it. attention has been brought yeah, to yeah. a lot of the hardship that native folks have gone through i think the i mean for me one of the defining things was the pipeline um yeah. uh, yep. protests and demonstrations and everything that happened there um the, i think it was the oil sands pipeline i believe was the name of it um and how mistreated those native populations were and it was recorded on like cell phones like the entirety of that was recorded on cell phones and yeah i'm wondering if that happened earlier if these conversations would happen in 2009 i don't know what yeah. i do know from my own style of of storytelling i feel like you know to me again you can absolutely tell the story this way i just think you have such a this 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 such inventive backdrop that you can tell the story so many different ways. You're on a completely different planet. Like yeah. stuff doesn't need to even stick to the ground. Like you, you can make your own rules. And instead we, we get this story that is not even deviating. It's not even like messing with our expectations. Right. No. Like that's what I, I think that's what I waited for in avatar. I was like, Oh, like we're going to get something messed with or like uh, something isn't as expected. No, everything is as you see it, which mm -hmm. is both good and bad for this movie in the visual sense and the, the story sense, if you will. Um, and the, the white savior complex, absolutely. Like, yeah, this is probably yeah. one of the best examples because literally the white man becomes, literally becomes the physical hero mm -hmm. of the people. Like, Dances with Wolves and, I, I mean, Pocahontas and those types of stories like they're they're still they're still white dudes there like this guy finds a way to transcend that mm -hmm. you know um takes it to and a then become, level and then become an avatar i mean he has yeah he doesn't put on blue face he puts on blue person like he literally <laughs> right becomes somebody else and i feel like there's a like a doctorate that's a deeper conversation essay. about not liking yourself enough to be able to uh, the ability to be able to it's a hop into and just start an entirely new life because you're like you know what now, i get to start over here now if now i will eat this crow if james cameron goes this way in the second third and sure. fourth movies like he could absolutely pull a 90 degree or 180 mm -hmm. however we're driving or flying he could absolutely pull 180 and be like hey like what like look at the previous story what is this like and i would applaud him for that um even if there's still problematic elements in the first movie i i would give him his flowers for that 
I guess this leads me, I mean, there's other stuff we can talk about here, uh, but it leads like, it leads me to like this idea of like, this is why I've had this apathy towards way of the waters. Cause it's like the movie you presented. I, I don't understand how you can go deeper into that story. I don't understand you. how you can expand on it. I'm not going to bet against you. I just don't get it. Four, five, six. That's I mean, the thing. <laughs> I'll say two things as far as like this sort of like getting the conversation of like, getting our conversation now kind of how this movie has implications yeah. for its sequel. Let's do it. I have two thoughts. One, absolutely, Brian. And thank you. Cause I believe the same thing. There's a part <laughs> of me that was like, this warranted a sequel. Like this feels yeah. very done. Like it feels like, it feels like the best thing that I can do as a storyteller is in, is in encapsulate and, and really get to your own imagination of imagining what happens next. Right. right? Like that's the beauty of reading books and that's the beauty of seeing a story and going like oh man he wakes up in avatar yeah he has a family he has a life things are good do the sky people come back and you're asking those questions and that's how you get offshoots of different stories sure this feels very like stop asking questions everybody because i answered them all so don't (laughs) don't worry about it because your questions are going to get answered The other portion of this is it feels like we're going to now turn our attention to the, uh, you know, uh, Samoan folks, because those tattoos on those avatars Mm -hmm. faces makes me a whole lot of concerned for for what we're going to get. It feels like, (laughs) hey, I did Native Americans. Let's do people from around the world. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I feel very concerned. I have thoughts on that. They all look like Mike Tyson to me. I don't know. Here's okay. I don't know. Here's my thing. One, and this movie came out what 2009? 2009. 2009. I can't expect James Cameron as a white man to understand <laughs> yeah. the severity of what he's doing in this story that he accidentally sure. on purpose wrote. Because I'm pretty sure they don't do what they do now. If if Mm, I'm gonna say this, and I, I'm I'm willing to be wrong. If there is a white person directing a slave film, that oh. is hard for me. Oof, I, I and I have to keep relating it back to me and what I know. If if you don't bring in any type of consultation or get any type of feedback, when they did Black Panther, it was said right. in, the, in the first Black Panther, Ryan Coogler went out and the whole you know team went out and they talked about different tribes and they talked about all these different cultures and talked about the different yeah. clothing that they wear that's why you get that scene on the mountaintop with all the fountains and all that other shit with all these different cultures and things yeah. in black panther if you don't get consultation or some type of insight from somebody in this from that community from that population from you know all of that for the second movie, I'll give you the first. You fucked up. All right. We 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 <laughs> fucked up. We're gonna mark that down as and that's and hindsight is hindsight is always 2020, right? Because during the time before I moved to South Dakota, I did not understand and I still don't, but I did not realize the differences in the Native American communities here versus back where home where I grew up, where it's like sure. predominantly black people, right? But it's it's significantly different here in South Dakota. So now I have more understanding and insight as I continue to learn on my job from my friends and people that I love about the different types of struggles and and that these communities and these people go through, right? The indigenous people go through, not these people. I'm sorry. So 
if does he get consultation on the second one? I guess is I guess is the question. Yeah. Did you bring anybody right. in to fix it? I know that they said in the first Avatar there was a whole bunch of tribes because that was how the war. That's how they got all the people, yep. right? So yeah. does this look at us looking at a different tribe? Does it follow his children? Do we get to learn more about the Avatar? I almost would have preferred that they not even focus on Jake and his family and maybe would have just done a completely different lead right. Avatar story. I don't know. I'm just and again, talking. Again, really. how many years? Like, again, and we have to see a lot of these questions will more than likely be answered. So it's important we remember some of these for like when we see it and we cover it in a week's time. Yeah. Like, it's important we remember these. But I agree with you, Marcus. Like, are we picking it up like from when he wakes up? Because this feels like an awfully long time. Well, it can't be because the kids are older. Right. So it feels yeah. odd for us yeah. to do it that way. Um, and the bad so, guys come back somehow. I don't understand that either. And they're avatars now. Did y'all see that? I, 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 there's I, clips from the trailer of what it looks like. Yeah. Are, yes. Yeah. I, other... yeah. I have. I, yeah. I, I know those questions will be answered. And I'm really hoping it's, I, and this, we're kind of getting into preview territory, but I really hope it's not just like, anyway, we stuck him in the tube and now he's alive again. That's probably what happened. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. It's fine. It's just yeah. like, huh. there, there is one thing though. Um, and I know we're kind of, we're kind of getting into wrap up territory, but there were two things I really wanted to, to talk about here. Um, first off, there's a deleted scene that to me, changes the frame of this movie mm -hmm. so there's a deleted scene where uh jake sully's talking about earth and like stuff is really bad on earth like they don't even talk about the fact that like it's overpopulated it's over polluted to the point that you find out unobtainium is the only thing powering stuff on earth which is oh. why it's so oh, important got it I, by the way, shout out to my wife, Maggie Roush. She is the one that pointed this out to me. She is the masters of British and English literature. And to her, when we were talking about it, she said from her perspective, like that changes things for the entire story for her. Cause it raises the stakes immediately. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's it, it, it forces it into this duality thing where you can kind of have these nuanced conversations of like, if we don't get this, like our planet dies. And it, and it does kind of decrease a little bit of the corporate greed, but at the same time, it, it it kind of is the perfect foil for it because it's like, you wouldn't have to be like this unless mm -hmm. you just took care of your stuff. Like, you mm -hmm. don't have to do this. Um, and I think I that like, really like contextualizes it so much better, I guess. Right. Um, looking at an interview here, uh, James Cameron did, they did not put this in because they felt like the film started twice, which... I understand it's already oh, two hours shit. and 45 minutes, but at the same time, I feel like it, it puts this whole focus on what are we doing as humans to, to nature to get to this point. That is not, yeah, it's, it's not a far flung experience to me. No, um, it's not hard to imagine is what I'm trying it to say. Explains, it explains the military's ruthlessness. Like oh, I think hundred percent it doesn't, I think the corporate greed stuff, I think it actually makes that worse. Like it, because <laughs> in a sense, it's like, it's the only thing that makes shit work and we're going to charge a premium for it. Yeah. We're a corporation. Oh, that's um, a great point. And then the other, the other side, it makes it worse, but for the military side of things, I mean, a military way of thinking, and you can hear about it in Jake and in the Colonel, yeah. you can hear them say, I am willing to do what it takes to survive. Yeah. When you figure out what's going on on earth, it changes the nature and the impact of those words to be like, I'm willing to do what it takes to survive. And in this case, it's me versus you. So yep. that means I have to wipe you out in order to survive. It is what it is. 
And that to me is like a, that's a different conversation altogether. Still villainous, but a difficult, a, a different conversation. I will say, I do feel again, I found another article while I was here about how to James Cameron's credit after the movie came out, he went to Brazil and met with tribes in Brazil who were trying to fight folks who were putting in dams and things like that. So although we've had some problematic pieces of how things were depicted, he at least puts up or shuts up when it comes to some of these issues and actually like puts his time and his money and his resources out there to help combat real stuff that's happening. So Again, I just For wanted sure. to share that as an anecdote, but continue. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you. No, did. that's I, actually I, great, dude. I, I mean, I think, and I I I, <laughs> I think that going the last thing I'll say about this deleted scene is I feel like it would have given this really fertile ground for this conversation with the Navi of just like mm. we have to do this or my planet dies, and they'd be like, "You don't have to do anything. Like, why can't it be a boat? It's not a zero sum game. Like, you we can find a way to like." talk this out or like Mm -hmm. how do we make it symbiotic with the planet or how do we honor the planet at the same time while surviving like that's a theme that Mm. i feel like is timely Mm -hmm. and important and something we need to figure out and think about and having the dream space of a movie to do that is i think would be phenomenal but i understand why they cut it to be concise and they wanted to introduce pandora which we all talked about and raved about so I, i definitely get why he made that decision i just think this information would have helped the the story in good my opinion. Yeah. You do got to make your villain a villain though. Yes. And sure. Maybe that's another reason that things got cut. Maybe it's not time. Maybe it's, you don't want to offer an out. Like with Thanos, right. that was the first thing that I thought of. With Thanos, there are some people that were like, no, Thanos was right. You know, because you're oh just thinking gosh. about it and he's like, but when it, in reality, it's just He's a mad titan. You know what I mean? Like right. this dude is a mad titan. You know, he wanted the stones for his own type of shit. Perfectly balanced. In every uh, way. The one okay, I'm gonna take a small deviation here. Um oh, the thing with the, th- the I call it the Thanos test. And like when people bring up, like, oh Thanos was right, and I'm like, you're telling me you have infinite power in the first thought, and your mind was not to create double of everything, yeah, but to simply destroy half. Like you you need to get therapy. Like I like for people Probably. that like and I know some people say it as a joke, but like some people that I've talked to about yeah. they're like, I mean, think about it, and I'm like no but brian <laughs> like, brian but brian brian think about it <laughs> i mean <laughs> infinite power and your choice is to dust half of a people like come on man use your imagination like let's double the universe size it's and give everybody fair. a dragon let's it's go random it's not like it's a specific group of people <laughs> it does feel like it does feel like a bad oh, corporate man. workshop solution. Like, yeah, how do we make sure. Look, oh my gosh, everybody's right. mad because some people have the special. Cup, oh my gosh, you're right. Other people don't. Yeah. What yeah. should we do? Just take everybody's, take everybody's cup cup. away. Yeah. Then nobody has fancy yeah. cup. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's so true. Yeah. Not how that's that exactly. Work. <laughs> that's exactly right. That is totally that's like exactly a corporate, right. like a like a mid tier corporate training of like problem yeah. solve keep that one you managers um, yeah anyway. yeah yeah it's a bad manager training somewhere. um uh, the last thing the last thing i wanted to put in here uh before we we started wrapping up was i so, wanted to get my jokes off too i also oh, do you, jokes you know what maybe this off. is a good palette cleanser because i i have yeah, let's do jokes that i want to share no, so you should go no, no do the data no go ahead all right data. so yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the things i was curious about james cameron is known for like creating technology right yeah. like for titanic for whatever cutting edge so I was just curious, 
and I Googled like the system he used. So he created the fusion camera system. Um, okay. It is a digital movie camera system as a way to shoot features in 3d um, and get these like photorealistic things right for 3d. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, you made this system. And I was just curious, like how often was this used? So I will have, you know, from the year 2008 to like, 2011 i'm counting upwards of like it's between 12 and 15 movies that used it so anybody using the system is absolutely paying for it and james cameron is seeing a profit from that so we're Uh, looking at 12 movies that use this between 2008 and 2011 holy shit create created the unobtainium of ways to shoot movies well a funny thing happens in 2012 between 2012 and 2019 the end of the world uh, maybe, maybe we're just living in a simulation. <laughs> read the Mayan calendar wrong for some reason. Um, <laughs> like, stop touching shit. Only eight movies use the fusion technology between 20, 2012 and 2019. Mm. What were they? So, uh, there are some of these you've never heard of, but we're talking like Journey to the Mysterious oh, Island, Life I of like Pi, Cirque du Soleil, something oh, called that. Walking with Dinosaurs, 47 Ronin, oh. 2.0. Oh. I don't know. And then the last one to use it was Alita Battle Angel. Um, oh, damn. So there's a drop off and it, we can talk about 3D more, but like, I feel like what happened here is James Cameron was also trying to pioneer this tech, sell it kind of like the George Lucas effect of like, hey, here's Star Wars, but like, hey, movie studios, we you have can make ILM. it look like this too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. Okay, yeah. got it. And I feel like we're like, why is this movie coming out so much later? Well, an option to consider, <laughs> folks, is that the fusion camera system just kind of stopped. Nobody used oh. it. So what's a yeah. good way to get people maybe interested in it again? Jacked about it again? Hey, it's 2022. No one's made a movie with it for three years. Fuck. And we're going to see like, it on Friday. Or that is just comes my level Friday. of... Cons- that's the type of conspiracy theory I can get behind. Like, <laughs> the other ones I don't give a shit about. But this one, this <laughs> one's my speed of, like... I mean, I, you're because you're this not time crank up the, this time crank the real engine up to 20. I Just. also think it's weird because they're at the end of advertisements that you've seen, like on TV spots or other things, like on YouTube commercials, because right. that's what I watch. Yeah, um, they will say, like, Shame. see it in 3D. And I'm like, who the fuck is seeing anything in 3D? Right. And Brian, your comment now makes a shitload of sense. <laughs> yeah. See it in 3D. There's a part of me that's like, why? Like, I don't yeah. need to. He, I, I mean, I'm not saying this is exactly what happened. I just think it's funny that we're like, yeah. why is this coming out in 2022? Well, no one's used this tech since 2019. And I have a feeling that maybe James Cameron is the only one that really gets it and knows yeah. how to make it look good because it looks phenomenal. Like it still looks good on my TV, not in 3D. Oh, is, there, awesome. is there some stuff lost? Sure. But it looks just as good as it did in 2009. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how that's going to unfold. I'm curious if that was a reasoning for waiting this long, if he just yeah. wanted to see if the technology could maybe just be this passive income or if he really does want to tell this story. I, I I don't know. He also developed other technology for it. I just I found this interesting. That's I don't know if this is actually what's happening. I just think it's funny. That's very funny. This podcast is great, man. Y'all yeah. really brought some. That's really some really interesting shit there. I just got jokes. I got jokes too. Uh, Marcus, it. what's your joke? 
What's your jokes? Um, I had a couple that I made a TikTok of and some that I live tweeted. Um, as far as the tail is concerned, um, do I just connect to anything with the tail like a USB? And then like, right, is it like an iPhone yeah, charger? Yes. Like, because he plugged, I didn't even remember <laughs> him. Use it, he used it for the horse. Then he yep. used it for the dragon. Sure and then did. he used it on the tree to talk to the tree. <laughs> yes, he did. And, I, and yeah. I was like, oh, you just whip this thing out and you just connect to anything. So I thought that that was... That was incredible. Um, also, she said, this is a place where prayers are answered. And this is a place where you leave prayers. And sometimes right. prayers are answered. Then they proceed to have sex. In right there. In their the most church. sacred place. Yep. In the yeah. I didn't even place. think about that. that yeah. is then the same place at the end of the movie where they rebirth him on his birthday. And he doesn't tell anybody that, yeah, me and uh, Nakia, we got freaky on here. Yeah. Uh, we got freaky right here. Yeah. At the same <laughs> yeah. Fair and, questions. Yeah, yeah, and and then my other thing was, um, oh damn, it was it was one more. Oh, he had to fight for his ride, his car. He had to put a dragon <laughs> in a chokehold, like yeah, a, he did. Ford F one. Imagine like going to like <laughs> a dealership <laughs> and you have to put your Ford F one fifty in a goddamn chokehold. That's how you determine it. That's the right thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the I first, just the first ride seals the bond. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I, yeah. I did intense. I have, uh, follow, I have follow up questions based off of yours. One of my follow ups is, you know, these are people like these are people and things with complex biologies and immune systems and bacteria. Mm -hmm. Can your tail get infected? Can I share that tail? Can I share that infection with other people? Like if I have a cold and we touch tips, do you get my cold? Yeah. Yeah. Is and follow up question because yeah. technically that's lovemaking, is that then a sexually transmitted disease? Mm. <laughs> how do you go from how do you transfer out of a horse to a person? Because I feel also, like the last thing that he touched was a dragon and then he went to her. And I that's just not safe. But he they didn't they didn't brain tail. They did not. This was the other thing that was interesting. I made right. that joke vividly remembering them connecting tails, but maybe they don't show that. But he no. didn't lift her up. But I guess they just, it's more. Also, I have questions. Um, these lead into my questions. Um, I have I have biological oriented questions. So oh, the dog. first is, shared this with the group. Why don't any of the avatars have nipples? Well, None I don't them. know. None of them I, have nipples. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, I got to see a nip. Like, I'm not looking out for a, a Navi nip slip. That's not what I'm looking out for here. I'm trying to understand because my basic question was, they have children. Yeah. They are mammals. Okay. How do they feed their children? I mean, Doug, this is a world with floating mountains. They they yeah. get out Brian, <laughs> you mean to tell me yeah. that they just they're just cutting up food? Like you come out a navi and you're like, I got teeth. Feed me no, real food. Like that's them, just how that works. No, you feed you, them through the way of the water. Come on, Doug. The, I mean, the what? That was so beautifully said. <laughs> I, if oh this, my god! If this movie is forty-five percent how children are born, yeah. I will come yeah. out satisfied. Like yeah. that is all yeah. I need from this. No, it's that question. Um, I mean, I, I, I look. I'll be honest. That that it does add to like the alien look, right? It looks different than yeah. us. I definitely get what you're saying. I never considered your question to be completely. That's fair. That's fine. Um, I also had a question is like, I don't see nipples on Jake. I can assume there aren't nipples elsewhere. So, but they also wear clothing. So that implies that there's something for them That's to true. be ashamed of. 
So if there's no nips and you're still wearing like clothes that cover up your parts, questions. I just have questions. Why wear the clothes? How, how else do you know that up? the alien women are are quote unquote women humanoid if they're uh, not wearing some type of a bra? If we're not going to dive into the sexuality and the the cultural I, habits surrounding Navi, what can we dive into? That's true. That's on true. this podcast. That's true. That's very I true. Mean, that's true i'm speechless uh i'm with doug he lost me on the slapping meryl streep but he kind of got me on the (laughs) on the blueless nipples also also questions uh the male navi real fast Mm -hmm. the chafing situation you're up and down on a horse and you are not wearing a saddle your legs would be ripped you're just rawing it raw like it or the dragon, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that your sense of where... Do you see where they put their feet? Yeah, yeah. They put their feet right yeah. in that motherfucker's nose, essentially. Also- and they're like, <laughs> brace yourself here. Like, how disrespectful look, to that I, animal to say, like, I hope you enjoy my feet in your nose, I, bitch. Look, I understand the whole point of the movie is to be more naturalist and, like, be in mm-hmm. touch with nature. Uh-huh, uh-huh. However, I had a visceral reaction when he, like, he he bonds with the first dragon and he's just like, I'm going to hop on and we're going down. It's like, I, that man is not wearing pants. Nope. I would feel nope. like I'm already falling nope. thousands of feet in the air on a floating yeah. mountain. I can't imagine how I'd feel not wearing pants. Yeah, um, I had to go in commando nope. hopping on top of that dragon's like, what I, the hell is that? I just, I, I, it did stand out to me. I do respect the director's vision. Nothing I would change. Just, just, I was putting myself in that position and wow, that's a lot. There's nothing. If I was an avatar and I was Jake and I'm just getting my whole lower half back, which kudos to them being accurate with the, um, with his legs. Oh, how desensitized he was. Yeah. 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 And the way that they looked when they would put him in them, you know, like I thought that that was really well done because that's something that people aren't really consistent with when it comes to movies yeah. they just put plop somebody in a wheelchair i really if i was jake though, yeah and i had just got my leg back i don't think <laughs> this is my director cut <laughs> i don't think going on a run would be the first thing that i'm doing okay um <laughs> i'm doing something with my lower half but it damn sure ain't going on a run I mean, and it ain't with the theme, of this, you po- think theme of this podcast i'm gonna wash that ass oh early. oh oh i yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm yep. getting after it. I'm yeah. getting up in it. That is I'm the- getting after it. I'm about to discover what this braid tail does, does. because <laughs> I have just gone without my lower half for all this time. And you telling me I am now LeBron James and I'm this tall and my lower half is up and active. As my granddad literally said today, I will tell you this, Marcus. Everything working fine, and he just starts <laughs> laughing. Also, do you think that they have like old wives' tales about that? Like, you know how like there's that old wives' tale is like, oh, you're gonna do it so much you go blind. No, she said that. People, she say made that, that joke. She, she said that. She, she said, leave that alone. She he was playing with his tail. Jake was playing with his tail, and the little things came out of it, right? Yeah. And then she said, don't play with that. You'll go blind. Does she really? Oh, Roman. absolutely. That's Roman. wild, Roman. How do you know this? Navi are monogamous creatures who made no, they yeah, because they said that. Oh, how do you know? Oh, okay. Roman I do remember the they... first half of this of them being made it for life because she yes. was supposed to mate with um what's his name? I forgot what uh, it was. It started with a T. I can't chief. find the name. Tis, 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 it was it to, 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 yeah, to, to, to see something. 
to anyway. see. I didn't know the second half, though. Roman, this is what in the literary, literary world we call introducing a new idea in your conclusion. I don't have the time left on this podcast to get <laughs> Roman, into what it means. Roman says the Navi are monogamous creatures who mate for life, and the process of their reproduction is similar to Terran mammals. Navi females have two breasts and nurse their infants for up to four months. And cop, oh, he copy and pasted this from Wiki. Okay, <laughs> so there's good, a whole Wikipedia okay, on this. Okay. Shit. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, this yeah. was just, I thought that, hey. I thought Roman was like, <laughs> he just knew that information. You know how everybody well, has their secret? Roman's secret is yeah, like, he's hey, in his attic. Yeah. And he has well, he knew, exclusive. he knew about the predator. That's and so why, I, that's I was why just about to say, the shit. I just thought he knew it. Yeah. Roman's expertise I mean, is aliens. Doug, I think we had a 30 this, minutes and do a deep dive on the wiki of an avatar. I you would, put this into the universe. We we asked and answered we this. And we know this now. On the podcast. the podcast was even over. This and is an exhaustive like, avatar oh, no. podcast. Doug's question about Navi nipples. <laughs> now we know. Um, gentlemen, that does it for our avatar review. We have we have done the Lord's work today. One um, more thing. I promise this is short. Please. So I have Rogue One as my title. And if you watch this movie, when Michelle Rodriguez switches sides, would you like to know what her call sign is? Is it Rogue One? It is Rogue One. So a whole seven years before the movie Rogue One comes out, Michelle Rodriguez, congratulations. You were the first cinematic Rogue One. Honestly, I'm really happy about it. Congrats. I know she was wearing problematic makeup as she was. Was she? Well, it was like, you know, the face, you know, like oh, Avatar. No. It was like face painting, like oh. kind of resembling Native oh, American. Oh, she like, is. Also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dear. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. Yeah, I peeped that. I peeped that. I peeped that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To me, here's, I'll, I'll explain this for those listening in this end of the podcast. I'll explain this for Marcus J. Destin. When I watch or go any places, you got to remember, I have a black eye. The first thing that I Ooh. always remember is how many black people or people of color are in a room in a predominantly white place. Okay. That's one thing. The second thing I always look, when I look at movies, I look at diversity. When I look at commercials, I look at how much diversity is in there. Do you know why I fly Delta? Because Delta has a diverse like video of their plane prepping situation. And it literally, it has somebody from every, it seems like every walk of life, they're they're, they're people that do the aisles and shit like that. It was a thing that sold me, right? I signed up for flyer miles and all this other shit. So when I'm watching shit, I am looking at that first. And I always watch it from that perspective first. That's just me on my end in my little square box on the live stream. There you go. That was great. I didn't notice that two times watching the movie, so I'm glad you pointed it out. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I missed some other stuff. Gentlemen, anything that you all have to plug this week? Hey, lovenerds.com. There it is. Uh, We just talked about it. Like As we record this, uh, the big December 25th, your winter holiday, whatever you celebrate, it's coming up. Uh, For for me, the big one, celebrate. We're, We're celebrating it in less than two weeks. Uh, so lovenerds.com there's recipes, easy stuff to make just make life easy for yourself go to the lovenerds.com that's a fact Jack absolutely, Marcus don't forget to follow the mantra never offended, always humble go stream some music from Soul Tide go stream some music from Marcus Destin go to the link in my bio and all my socials, Marcus J. Destin and buy yourself some gear shop the mantra, live the mantra never offended, always absolutely all i have is this particular podcast if you follow us on our socials you'll notice we did our spotify wrapped we had great growth this last year so huge thank you thank you to everybody who has listened 
But remember, the best holiday gift you can give is just a recommendation to folks to listen to this podcast. It is entirely free. It don't cost you nothing. and It'll be the best gift you can give. Um, and plus, it does good things uh, for the pod. So the best thing you can do, share us with a friend or a family member. Um, we got big things coming in uh, 2023. So we're excited about that with season four. So be sure to stick with us. Um, and continue to grow with us because we would love to have you along for the ride. But gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, yeah. what's our first step? Hey, folks. Uh, you heard us talk a lot about, hey, is this a problematic thing? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> you know how we got there? We read. We read about things we didn't know about and educated ourselves. And we had the patience and humility to say, hey, I didn't know it back then. I'm going to read about it now and learn about it. Life is a journey. It's a continuous learning journey. So please, we I hope we led by example. When we saw these problematic things, we tried to learn more about them. Read a book. And that's a great way to do that. So read a book. Read a book. Read a book. Marcus, second step. Um, they always talk about the way of the water, but one thing they don't ever make a movie about is drinking water. So make sure you drink some water. <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard a more perfect delivery of that second step they never make a movie about drinking water you're fucking right they don't um, the third step to success is to wash your ass look if you are wearing a loincloth do you understand mm. the amount of shit that's getting up in your ass all the time there's dirt and bugs and if you're on pandora who knows what else uh, mysterious creatures. Uh, so true. just be sure to use some of that way of water and to wash your ass, make the way of water flow down the crack of your ass That's and true. really get everything as cleaned out That's as true. humanly possible. And everybody will thank you for it. In the long Especially run. if you're going to get your freak on in the church of the Navi, I mean, like that just, you, you gotta have a fresh it, ass. You never know was, when you'll get it in. I can't believe I'm dragging this out. I'm the one doing it. And like, yeah, it was such are. a big plot point. A what was up point. with that? It was like, we made it. And everyone's like, why? Like, <laughs> and everybody, it was like a record scratch. And I was like, is this a big deal? We need to it know. It was right though, because it was needed for life. It was predetermined that she was already scheduled to mate with the other brother. I know. And so I, everybody, I, basically she cheated. She did. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I anyway, that was oh, bizarre to me. Sorry, Doug. Let's close this out. What am yeah, I doing? Absolutely. Um, thank you all for joining us uh, for this week's episode. We will be back next week <laughs> covering Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. Um, and it'll be our final episode of the season. So be there for that. Um, and in the meantime, in all the I can think time, about is like, you remember when in The Incredibles, when it was like, uh, Syndrome was like, oh, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. And they got busy. Yeah. That's all I can think about every time I see them two blue kids in the trailer. But in the meantime, and then the between time, stay busy. safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Boy, went and slinging that blue peen all over the place. God damn it. <laughs>